about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your hosts shelby and matt this podcast is incredible show-stopping terrific brilliant (laughs) amazing never been same never been done before sweetie sweetie there could be a hundred people in the room it's my podcast too (laughs) sweetie Um, yeah every person who's ever came up to me has told me that i couldn't be famous because of my nose (laughs) i forgot about that one what a moment um i'm excited for this i i had to remind myself that this wasn't just a house of gucci episode i was prepared to do full italian accent the whole time um but here we are you know Live at um, method acting as Patrizia yeah. Reggiani. Yeah. Hey, hey, I just want to take another <laughs> look at you. <laughs> yeah, you could be in character as Bradley <laughs> Cooper the whole time. Yeah. It'll probably make this better um, mm-hmm. for everyone involved. Um, <laughs> no, but it's your birthday I think, episode. I think we're coming at this with some hostility, <laughs> Shelby, that I don't appreciate. No, I, you know, I was trying to remember who you picked before this. Um, I picked Anne I've Hathaway. Done, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anne Hathaway, classic, good start, Obviously. wonderful. Um, then we I did, did. I did Leo Leonardo. DiCaprio. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's the other one. And then I think That's I right. did cut Tom Cruise last year. I think no, I did Tom f- Cruise. Tom Cruise is mine. You did Tom Cruise. I thought you picked. We definitely did <laughs> Emma Stone for you. Yes, yes. We did Will Smith. Yeah. And we did, and you did. Justin no, I had the three. Oh wait, maybe you're right. I think I'm. I think Tom Cruise is mine, <laughs> and this is my fourth year, and I'm picking Lady Gaga. Wow, we've been doing this too long. I We're know. running out of interesting people to talk about. <laughs> there's seven. There's only seven interesting people in the world. There could be a hundred people in the room, but only seven of them are interesting. <laughs> yeah. And Lady so Gaga's do you want to? Yeah, let's talk about why you chose Lady Gaga. What inspired this? Is this? Uh, is this just part of the um, House of Gucci? What, press what do you campaign? say? Yeah, press press campaign for House of Gucci, obviously, but also you know your first year out and proud. Um, Lady Gaga, a staple of the LGBT community. Did you feel like you had to honor um, honor her for uh, her? <laughs> her motivating experiences and helping you um remember that you were born this way and um yeah you know it doesn't um, matter why did I, pick, I feel like well up until this point or up until you picked justin bieber we had just done uh, actors so yes. i think like sort of in the back of my I'm mind i was thinking maybe i'll do natalie portman maybe i'll do um okay i feel like that would have been a fun episode She's done a lot. What a snooze. Star Wars, Black Swan. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, Thor. She dated Jake Gyllenhaal, so there's that in for me. You're right. I'll do Natalie Portman in the spring. It'll be great. Okay. Great. Yeah. And you'll be like, wow, what a great idea. I came up with this (laughs) all on my own. This is always my idea. 
you did Justin Bieber. And so hmm. then Lady Gaga's House of Gucci was coming out this past week. And I thought, what just perfect synergy. There's so much Kiss to me. talk about Lady Gaga because there's her entire music career. There's her acting career. There's her, you know, strange sort of cult of personality. <laughs> she has so many memes. She has a documentary. She's done Coachella. You know, she's done so many different things that you can talk about. And then, yeah, also... I feel like personally, I have been a fan of Lady Gaga since the very beginning of her career. And she's done so much and I feel like is been intertwined in my life in so many different ways that I thought that would also be an interesting added element. So yeah, once once this idea popped in my mind, I was like, yeah, no, there's no way we're doing anybody else other than Lady Gaga. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to remember like my first my first memory of Lady Gaga because I feel like she she became popular when I was getting like my own you know personal opinions about pop culture Mm -hmm. and so I feel like she's always been a part of like an awareness and I was trying to place like you know a physical tantalizing memory of like oh this is the first time I heard her sing but all I can really come up with is that I wasn't allowed to listen to um this beat is sick. I want to take a ride on your disco stick. <laughs> Let's play a love game. Play a love game. Do you want love? Do you want fame? Are you in the game? Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so there's a lot I wasn't allowed to um, enjoy of Lady Gaga in her early years because I was a child being sheltered. So I grew up, Probably yes, too late. And we've talked about this before in a very like Christian conservative household there was also lots of things that we weren't allowed to do and for whatever reason it was the year 2008 that we I finally got a little iPod and so we had iTunes I was like sort of finally aware that there was radio outside of like Christian radio and that there was like pop stars and that you could (laughs) buy their songs on iTunes Um, and my older cousin was very into pop music, very into Britney Spears. And so I feel like she sort of, you know, we would text each other. She would tell me things that were popular or important. And I would just like, cause she was older than me immediately latch on to whatever she said. It's like pure gospel. And 2008 was, is when Lady Gaga came onto the scene. So I was very into like, what are the top songs on iTunes? Like I need to mm. listen to them all. I'm listening to the radio constantly. I, you know, all sort of in secret because I don't, my parents aren't necessarily super approving of this, but also like I got a $25 iTunes gift card for my birthday and I can sort of buy things and they're not really checking up on them that much. So I feel like with Lady Gaga, when Just Dance came out, which was her first single, they, they it became a number one. They played it on the radio. My cousin was like, oh, Lady Gaga's great. Like this song is incredible. Listen to her album. So I think she bought a copy of it and then like, burnt a cd version for me which then i was able to put on my ipod and listen to so the whole Mm. first lady gaga album i know like the back of my hand the fame Mm. because that it came out right at that point where i was like so into pop music and just like inhaling anything that came out that was popular at all so like if there's a year where we want to like go through the top 100 songs and like make me sing them all it 2008 (laughs) i'm sure i can do it like 2008 2009 2010 that's when i like know 
everything. And then after that, I went to college and, you know, it sort of like falls off a bit. But like, <laughs> truly, if there was like a weird country song, like that weird, slow Katy Perry song, like truly anything I know Ray from that Paris era. <laughs> easily. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, how do you make Lady Gaga cry? You poker face. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, that's the end of the episode. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I'm leaving. I remember Goodbye. that one in the halls of my high school um, quite a bit, actually. Um, it was a, a go to joke for too many young men who thought they were funny. Um, well, but especially yeah, because no. poker face is a double entendre, anyways. <laughs> We need yeah. Ashley to get back on the show to talk about this. Talks about blowjobs. <laughs> mm? Yeah, you know that's true. I feel like a lot of Lady Gaga music went over my head. Like even the disco stick one. I just didn't know why I wasn't allowed to listen to it. Yeah, and I was a I was a grown teenager. You know what I mean? I wasn't like twelve. I should have known, but a lot. But again, why would we? We were <laughs> yeah. in the boonies doing nothing. Yeah. But really, my exposure to Lady Gaga, I guess I loved, I loved the dance music. You know, I was, I was happy to get down to a Lady Gaga beat. But I also, I started to feel like she was a little too much personality-wise. You know, like the meat dress and the the weird costumes and the avant-garde looks on the red carpets. So I was like, okay, okay, Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie. Well, yes. Okay, let's go back. To her early life, because I have notes on this stuff. Oh, good. Obviously, her real name is not Lady Gaga. It is Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata. And she is (laughs) an Italian girl from New York. If you listen to any interview where she talks about that, (laughs) there are plenty of super cuts online that you can watch that are just her going, as an Italian, I'm an Italian girl. When I was in New York as an Italian, (laughs) it's great. Uh, She was sort of like a weird theater kid in high school. She like was very into singing very into theater she was briefly on an episode of the sopranos when she was younger um she went to nyu but then dropped out to try to pursue a singing career she met a producer they started dating that was sort of like a bad decision at some point in there her and the producer decided that she wasn't going to go by Stephanie, that she was going to go by Lady Gaga, which is a reference to the Queen song Radio Gaga, which you mm. may or may mm-hmm. not heard if you stuck through the entirety of Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> um, she sort of did like burlesque kind of shows in New York that were singing and sort of kind of cabaret vibes, just like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But you know who uh, actually was sort of the one who kind of discovered her and gave her her shot was Akon, which is <gasps> very oh weird. Oh my gosh. But wow. she she apparently did like songwriting for the Pussycat Dolls and some of these other people. And she sang some kind of demo version of a song that Akon got. And Akon was like, who is this? She's very good. Like, let's get her hooked up with some people. And so then the rest is history. I mean, (laughs) it's, it's happening now. She's still relevant. You know, she's, she's living out her dream. Um, She's a pop star. She's an actress. She's, a quadruple threat who's been doing Super Bowls and did she do a Las Vegas stint? Yes, she did. Oh, boom. Look at that. And now she's going to take the <laughs> take home the Oscar for House of She Gucci. already has one Oscar. 
<laughs> okay. I mean, an acting Oscar. Okay. The one that yes, matters. Yes. The, uh, well, you know. The it, one that she's If you watch the for. House of Gucci trailer, it did say <laughs> Oscar winner Lady Gaga, <laughs> which is true. You can't deny it. She's and not then it lying. said Oscar nominee Adam Driver. So, <laughs> you know, oh, just poor saying. Adam. Um, okay. Well, how do you want to do this? Because obviously, House of Gucci is on the top of my mind, but we can't skip to where she is now. We have to see how she got here. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And I have so many notes on the way. <laughs> So 2008, The Fame comes out, which is the yes. album with Just Dance and Poker Face and Paparazzi. Mm. This is where, this is the era where she's doing all of her sort of like crazy outfits, crazy stunts. She had this thing for a while where she, you didn't really see her face. She was always wearing like glasses or she had these sort of wigs that came down to cover her eyes. It wasn't a Sia thing, but it was sort of like similar like nobody really knew what lady gaga looked like without her makeup i remember googling yeah. pictures like what does lady gaga look like normally and like not really <laughs> being able to find anything um but the fame comes out just dance poker face the first two singles they both go to number one she's a bona fide success she was touring for the as the opener for the pussycat dolls at the time but then quickly like got her own gig and it was while she was promoting the fame that she decides that she's going to go back and release an extended version of the fame called the fame monster which has i think eight new songs on it which include bad romance telephone Mm -hmm. and alejandro which are also all massive songs the Mm -hmm. first like eight singles that she released, none of them were below the top 10. Like she was, she hit the ground running with this first like extended album period. And all of these songs have outlandish music videos. I think she is sort of a pioneer in making a music video, like a film. I think up until this Mm. point, a lot of people had music videos that were like, okay, the song's three minutes long, the music video's three minutes long. She's like, no, the song's three minutes long, the music video will be 14 minutes long and (laughs) will include a lot of other stuff that you're like, what is this? Like, what's this story? But lots of outfits, lots of weird shenanigans. Is there anything from this period that like stands out to you as remarkable or interesting or something that you liked or something that you didn't like? I mean, I think it's like, it's kind of like what you said where it felt like new and different and kind of a natural progression of where pop music was going where like obviously we had our dance floor hits um oh what was that one that was like huge in like 2006 and 7 cascada yeah yes love her we should do her next uh birthday episode that'd be a short episode Uh So I like the story of Lady Gaga being told she's too racy and she's like, guys, this is the future. Like either like just recognize it. And that's something Lady Gaga's always carried is like a is an insane amount of self self-esteem, self-awareness, like motivation to just be herself. And so I think that was the fun part of growing up ish with her and now being able to look back and be like, oh yeah, she did kind of she did kind of change the game and I don't, I'm not well versed enough in the rest of pop history to really like give her all the credit, but those were huge songs that felt new and different and that people have now been trying to like capture all over again. Um, and I don't know if there's like, those are just like iconic songs and it's hard to be an artist who's coming out with iconic songs, like hit after hit after hit within a two year period like that. Cause even the ones that got memed or joked about, um, 
you know, I still don't like Alejandro, but I know it the instant you say it. And I think that's interesting about her is that she, she was a pop star. Like she wasn't, it it was all about her persona and this weird over the top music and the weird over the top performances and costumes and, um, kind of styling of it. It wasn't just, Oh, here I am. I'm Britney Spears. I'm singing songs or here I am. I'm Taylor Swift. I'm writing songs. Like it was very much here I am period full stop. Like let's (laughs) show stopper moment. Well, in every music video, every performance she had, every costume was something new and wild in a way that made you excited to see what you was next. You know, it's like, oh, Lady Gaga's performing at the MTV Awards. Like, you got to watch it because who knows what she's going to do. She's going to do something. She's not going to give you some, like, milk toast, like, oh, I'm just sitting at a piano performance that is, you know, yeah. like, good, but whatever. She's going to give you some drama. And so I think... Even if you're comparing her to like Katy Perry, who was really big in this era, or Beyonce or Taylor Swift, it's like those are all obviously also artists that were very, very successful and have been for a long period of time. But the modes that they're working in are like slightly less interesting, I think, than Lady Gaga in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's just a little more muted, more commercially um, minded. Like, you know, everyone is very concerned about the... um, the perception of Katy Perry, the perception of Britney Spears, like everyone had their shtick, but Lady Gaga was just like, <laughs> I'm going to wear a meat dress, I guess. And I'm going to like, tra- you know, trips around in this uh, music video with a uh, blasphemous uh, Catholic imagery and you can just deal with it. And, and it was always very loud and proud and clearly pushing the limits. And it was never like, you know, y- you look back at like Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, the early pop Queens, and it feels very much controlled and contrived where there were clearly men in suits telling them what to wear, what to say, like how to do. And it never seemed like Lady Gaga had a big controlling male figure telling her how to run her career. It was just like she showed up and decided to just, I don't know, burn every rule book out there. And I think that's why it's interesting that she was able to hit the mainstream even though all these suits thought she would fail because she wasn't what was currently mainstream. And it's also interesting that she was able to like work with like telephone with Beyonce right away. And she, she was just immediately like respected, if not also feared. Well, the interesting thing with Lady Gaga, and I think also with Kesha who came out around the same time is like, they are both, like very well-trained musicians with very Mm. good voices. Like they're doing this bit where they're like, I'm trashy. I'm in a club. Like, but they (laughs) underneath it all are actually good at what they do. Where I think a lot of pop stars do not have that caliber. It's like their singing is not great. So they're, they're shoved to the forefront because they're attractive or because they sort of have an image of a certain variety, or maybe they're talented in other ways. Like Taylor Swift obviously is writing her own, stuff but like her voice is not as strong she like can't play all of these instruments she's not a good dancer like there's different levels where someone like Lady Gaga I think has all of that talent and so does Beyonce so I think it is like a natural fit that they sort of see each other and they're like yeah like we we get it like we know how to do these things yeah and I think that's what's interesting about Lady Gaga is that she clearly saw a need to set herself apart 
because she's once she reached the level of fame she wanted, she's really not gone back to that sort of over the top performance over the top. Like, I don't know. It's interesting when people decide to uh, abandon what first made them famous. And I think that she's allowed to do that because she is like a talented singer. Some people think a talented actor, um, (laughs) a Mm. performer. Um, But I just, that's sort of where I've lost interest in Lady Gaga is just this sort of like flippy floppy journey that she went on. And I'm and I'm trying to understand like oh well so was this avant garde like m- pearl clutching woman <laughs> well I guess people were pearl clutching over her choices like was that the real Lady Gaga or was that just her needing to stand out like so do you think talked- she would have become popular if she'd just been Joanna at the first well, so she talks about this on her inner documentary five foot mm. two which we will get to later on in the timeline. But she, I think, like with the character in A Star is Born, was sort of told early on, like, you're not attractive enough to be a pop star. But obviously she has this wealth of talent. She's writing these pop songs for other people. She has a really good voice. And so I think that to a certain degree, all of the extra stuff was a way to distract from the fact that like, maybe she's not as beautiful as the industry wants her to be. It's like, if you don't really know what she looks like, if she's wearing all of these crazy costumes and stuff, you can't be like, Oh, this is an ugly person because you're like unaware. Another thing that she talks about in the documentary, because I just rewatched it is that, um, she she hated sort of the idea of like the male gaze and some of these things that other pop stars like Britney or Christina yeah. had, had to go through. And so she was purposely like, I'm going to do weird things. So it's like, they want me to be sexy. Okay, I'm going to be sexy, but I'm going to be sexy in like such a weird way that it still feels like I'm doing something for myself that I'm not doing for these suits. Um, So I don't know necessarily how all of those pieces fit together but I think there's something in there about um yeah you know like I think she sort of had to do go through that phase to like get to the level where she was taken seriously enough to um to move on from that yeah lots of weird dance moves costumes (laughs) just like anytime I was watching you know Grammys VMAs whatever it was it was always like oh okay Lady Gaga's rolling up in some weird outfit and it was just like that was part of her charm or frustration, depending on where you fell in her camp of fandoms, her monsters, as it were. Yes. Mother monster. When did that come up? Monster? Yeah. The why song? Did, That's in the fame monster. But why did we embrace that as her fan name? <laughs> I think because of the album that was called uh, like she has a song called monster on the fame monster and i don't know i feel like that's when she was on her first tour so somebody just Mm. went with it i guess i don't really know exactly when the Mm. time is but yeah her fans are the little monsters she's mother monster so do you have a favorite um song or music video from this era I mean, I love Telephone just because it's her and Beyonce. Mm, And I think it's so fun. Um, I really do like the Alejandro (laughs) music video. I think that's a good one. Even Um, at the time, you weren't aghast? Well, so 
my cousin, the cool cousin Danielle, mm-hmm. when we would be in Florida, because we didn't have cable at my house, so I didn't really see any of these music videos. We had dial-up internet, so I wasn't watching them <laughs> online. But then we'd go to Florida, and they'd be playing on MTV down there because my grandma had cable. And so we would sort of like kind of secretly watch them sometimes. And I was just kind of mesmerized by the whole thing. And also there's lots of like shirtless boy dancers in these videos. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like this is making me feel some sort of way. So the yeah. whole experience was just very like uh, almost out of body, I think. <laughs> yeah. And Ooh, then 2011. So Fame Monster comes out in 2009. And then 2011, I'm at college at this point, I think probably a sophomore. And Born This Way comes out, her second album. And this, I think, is largely regarded as her best album, as one of Mm. the best pop albums of all time. This has Born This Way, it's got Judas, The Edge of Glory, Marry the Night, like lots of good hit songs. Also songs that, you know, I really love that like hair that are like not popular songs, but are also really good. Um, And yeah, I think... This period, she's basically doing sort of more of the same from the earlier era, but I think she's a little bit more stripped down in her looks to a certain extent, where early on she's wearing a lot of like wigs and masks and things. Yeah. I think the Born This Way era is a lot of her kind of like in a bra and underwear, like dancing around. Um it's very like high energy, but less sort of costumey, I think, than the previous era. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is like the era where she like met Barack Obama and did like her. This is like the era where she did her interview with Barbara Walters, right? Where that meme comes from, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so she was definitely still like loony at this period. But, and this is also where she did the Jay or Joe Calderoni, her like, um, her like male alter ego who sings <laughs> You and I. And she came, showed up to like the MTV Awards or the Grammys or something like as this like male character version of herself that looks an awful lot like the end version of her in um, House of Gucci. So, <laughs> Yeah, she's still, like, doing a lot of weird stuff in this era, but I think it's slightly, like, pared back from the earlier era where she would show up in that, like, red lace dress that covered her face or, um, yeah, a lot of that kind of thing. I know. I should have done a timeline of of all of her outrageous outfits. I was also wondering, when was the the Glee episode of Lady Gaga? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Because I remember that one very clearly, too. <laughs> but that it must have been, been later. later. Yeah, because yeah, it was wasn't born this way on that. Yeah, yeah, it was probably mm-hmm. like 2013 or something. One thing that is interesting, I think, is so Lady Gaga has 12 Grammys, but she hasn't won any of the major awards and she really hasn't been nominated for them very often, which I guess I, d- I hadn't really thought about. But that is an interesting sort of wrinkle just I mean the Grammys are worthless and they don't mean anything (laughs) as we've talked about a million times but it sort of feels like Lady Gaga might be something that the Grammys would go for just because she's so like classically trained but apparently they were not going for her avant-garde stuff and they haven't really gone for her at all um 
like they yeah. this year she got a bunch of nominations for the Tony Bennett album, but they didn't really <laughs> like the first Tony Bennett album. That didn't get very many nominations. So it's a weird thing. Although this is also the period during Born This Way where she meets Tony Bennett for the first time. They're like working on some kind of um collaboration thing with Elton John and apparently they hit it off. Yeah. Very, very strange. Um just a you know, we contain multitudes and Lady Gaga proves that because you expect one thing from her and then she suddenly does a Tony Bennett album. And that is that makes it hard to always follow as a casual fan. But I do appreciate that she she's not like she doesn't feel the need to fit into some mold. And if something's no longer serving her, then she abandons it. And, you know, the Kermit the Frog dress, where did it go? I don't know. Does she honor it in in its memory? I don't know, but I hope so because that was like a moment that was that was remarked on. That will be in her Wikipedia page forever because it was like, huh, weird. <laughs> at some point, there will be a Lady Gaga like fashion <laughs> retrospective at the Met, and I will go watch see it. And the Kermit the Frog dress will be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean the meat dress is like in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, isn't it? Is it? I thought it was. I real think meat. so. I don't know how they yeah they they made a beef jerky dress I don't know (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's been uh, it's been saved somehow and that's the question right was it like real was it It, it, disgusting that was a moment that was seared into my brain it was like oh wow do I I, it was horrific to see (laughs) I still don't know what she was trying to say with it but like congrats to her for uh, you know being talked about it is, I think, her most iconic look. Like, if you're talking That's about disgusting. Lady Gaga, you're going to talk about the meat dress. Yeah. Um, then in 2013, she comes up with Art Pop, which is her third album. This one, I love. Mm-hmm. However, it did <laughs> not do as well. As Outside of applause, it doesn't really have big uh, hits. There was only three singles off of it. And I think this album not doing well sort of is the impetus for her switching her whole style up in years to come because up until this point like the fame um born this way and art pop are all similar ish albums doing similar ish things even if they're you know slightly different but then she does a complete change after art pop was there anything in this album that you really liked or don't you know i (laughs) no it's definitely one that i remember being like huh this isn't like for me. I didn't enjoy any. I'm trying to remember the full track list, but I don't remember enjoying any Even of it. Like Donatella, no fashion. <laughs> um, no. So, because this is like what 2013? You said 2014. Yes, 2013. Yeah, and so I think it was maybe you know uh, society loves to build women up and then watch them fall, and she didn't get quite the same extreme treatment other stars have gotten. But it does feel like okay, well we've we've had enough of your antics, Miss Gaga. Like settle down. <laughs> the adults are talking, and I think that's what's interesting about her next pivot is because there is like this seeming gap where I just like lost track of her for a little bit. Maybe because the Tony Bennett thing. Yeah, so at this point in her career, I think she's trying to figure out what she wants to do next. Um, 
first she star or she has a role in Machete, the like action movie <laughs> franchise, which is odd. Then in 2014, she releases Cheek to Cheek, which is the first Tony Bennett album. This is forever seared into my brain because I was working at H&M at the time and they had some kind of collaboration with Lady Gaga. And so for Christmas that year, one of the employee gifts was that everybody got a copy of the Cheek to Cheek CD, which mm. like nobody wanted. So there was just like dozens of extra <laughs> copies of these like sitting around our bake- break room for months. I think I still have a couple copies of it somewhere at back at my childhood bedroom just because it was like they were like somebody needs to take these. And I was like, OK, I guess I'll <laughs> take one. Like I've maybe listened through that album like twice because it's all jazz music and I'm just like eh, that's not really my genre as much as I mm-hmm. love her um but then I think a big moment in her career that is underrated is in 2015 she comes to the Oscars not because she's nominated for anything but to perform a medley of songs from the sound of music because yes. uh in some kind of tribute to Julie Andrews and the fact that that film is like 50 years old 70 years old something <laughs> some kind of sound of music tribute and she comes out very glamorous in this big dress but not weird at all like yeah. just very glam makeup she sings these songs better than you know, you can imagine people singing them. She just nails it. And I think on such a prestigious event at such a stage where everyone obviously knows who Lady Gaga is, but nobody is expecting her to come out and do this like, oh, she's actually yeah. a talented singer doing a very normal, talented performance was something that I think flipped the switch in people's minds and got them thinking like, wait, is Lady Gaga actually like a talented, talented? person? <laughs> like this is we- weird for me. Yeah, no, I remember that moment. It was definitely like a head scratcher and and impressive because, and I think it was one that she really valued too because she's talked about it, how hard she trained for that and how carefully she prepared to be able to like sing everything and do everything. And and I think it paid off because I think, yeah, it was like a moment where people were finally forced to take her seriously, not just for, you know, her activism her over-the-top like shows her music but just because like oh okay I guess we do have to acknowledge she's talented now yeah and so then she sort of continues on in this weird string of like I guess impressive, but sort of odd engagements. She does a season of American Horror Story in 2015, (laughs) which I have never seen, but she wins a Golden Globe for Best (laughs) Actress for that, which was sort of like out of left field. There's the memes of Leonardo DiCaprio sort of like making a weird face as she walks by him to get her the award she's in um a tom ford like fashion campaign that where she uh has this she released this new song called want your love which i love but nobody really knows about (laughs) but is like that video is really cool then she goes and she sings the national anthem at the super bowl uh so just like a kind of a odd string of things culminating in her returning to the Oscars the next year to sing a song um, from the documentary, The Hunting Ground, which is about campus sexual assault called Till It Happens to You, where she again, I think, wows everyone. That song doesn't win because it's from a movie that nobody watched. I saw it. Thank you very much. 
Okay. Well, I mean, I also did, but like people in general, if you're like, oh, do, do you like the hunting ground? They're like, I have no idea what that is. But I think nobody really realized or like nobody voted for that song because nobody had seen that movie. But then she did this performance where she brought out all of these other sexual assault survivors and they all sort of stood together. And this was in a pre me too era. So this was not something that was like being talked about widely yet at this point. And to just have her there and be with these people was so powerful that I think everybody in the room was instantly like, yeah, we should have voted for this as the win, but we did. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's interesting. Obviously, when you talk about Lady Gaga, you do have to talk about her activism because in a lot of ways, she did jumpstart a lot of, you know, using platform in interesting ways that aren't necessarily relevant to her platform. I think technically the meat dress was a protest for something. Obviously, she has her Born This Way, you know, whole campaign and um, uh, philanthropy. Um for the LGBTQ community. And then, yeah, just the way she would talk about her assault. Um, I think it did become sort of interesting to watch someone not shy away from things that other stars were forced to kind of never acknowledge because they didn't want to risk pissing off part of their fan base or whatever. And, you know, I think a lot of people do credit uh, Lady Gaga with introducing that sort of activism in the pop music world, which is so often you know, male gazy, straight leaning, um, <laughs> you know, top 40 kind of branding. And she allowed it to kind of be more punk and um, a speak your truth type thing. Well, and also I think now a lot of pop stars are activism in a f- kind of fake way. Like, oh, I yeah. need to do this to present in a certain space but lady gaga was attacking these like very difficult issues that were very controversial at a time when other people were not doing that like when she came out with born this way that was not a period where everybody loved gay people and gay marriage was legal like that was still a very dark period i mean it's still dark today but like it was much bleaker at that point when she was coming out and singing that song that it was very sort of revolutionary and yet to be talking about sexual assault on campuses and about her own sexual assault and sharing that story with people before sort of the wave that happened at me too i think is also really impressive and speaks to her as someone who like is not afraid of going out of the way and and making some waves to do what she thinks is right yeah it felt very authentic um which, you know, I don't know. It, it, obviously, she is not, she's an ally. Um, and I think that's a powerful representation of how to be uh, in a position of power and be an ally because it was never like, there was never a doubt in my mind that she actually cared about who she was singing to and hoping to make people feel better about themselves and, mm-hmm. and feel recognized and, you know, supported. And I think a lot of times it can feel the opposite when someone who's not an ally is or like when, when, you know, they're like, Oh, Britney Spears gay icon. It's like, well, why, you know, it's like, you can't exactly trace why. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Lady Gaga, it's like, Oh, okay. I get it. Like you, you actually care about these people to the point where you're willing to fight for them at a risk for your own popularity. And she is technically bisexual, but like, she's not a, she's not, um, again, she's not like, you know sort of like using that i think for political gains either yeah um 
So then we get to 2016, which is when the album Joanne comes out, which is more of like an Americana kind of country (laughs) folky album, a little bit rock and roll. She really strips down her wardrobe. So it's mostly like t-shirts, jeans, and cowboy hats. She is doing sort of like a stripped down tour It's very out of left field. It's strange because also at this point, we haven't had an an album from her in four years that's not the Tony Bennett album. So I think everybody was like, oh, finally, another Lady Gaga album. And then it was like, okay, but actually, she's not doing what you want her to do. (laughs) She's doing this whole other thing. And And I've really come to like Joanne a lot. And I think there's a lot of cool stuff on that album. But at the time, I was very annoyed because I'm like, ugh, I just want more Lady Gaga. And instead, we're getting this other version of her. Um... And it was frustrating. And then, and especially because then she goes and does the halftime show Mm -hmm. that year where she performs all of these great hits, but then she's singing Million Reasons in the middle of it. And you're like, (laughs) why are you, why are you doing this when I want more Born This Way, when I want more applause, when I want more art pop? Like, give me what I want. (laughs) I thought, I actually, I didn't listen to anything from Joanne until she did her halftime show. And then I was like, oh, give me a million reasons. And I was like, okay, I'll tune into that. Um, but yeah, it was weird. And it's also very weird. Uh, I'm having like an out-of-body experience realizing how distant that era was and yet how close it feels to my memories. Um, I feel like, you know, COVID shorted my brain where I lost two years. So I'm like, wait, 2016 wasn't that long ago. I, how did she manage to do everything in between this and that? But that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, my point is that she did have this like gap period uh, where everyone was talking about her relevancy in the past tense almost, where everyone's like, mm-hmm. wow, she changed pop music. Wow, she was one of the most influential people of 2011. Like, wow, like, look at who she inspired in the music space. And so I felt like that 2016 performance was almost a comeback, even though it was tied to this album that didn't actually mm, succeed in in the same way her past albums had done. And I think that was an interesting reset for her where once again, she was at the, at the top of the like pop culture space, but not necessarily for the music and like performing she had done early on in her career, because now it was more, oh, Lady Gaga, like Joanne, what are you doing with your life? Like, let's see, let's follow you through your acting career. Let's learn more about you in your (laughs) documentary. Like there was a lot happening about Lady Gaga that wasn't at the same speed and sort of uh, hyper focus on that there was in the beginning of her career with her music. Yeah, because then her documentary comes out in 2017, which basically focuses on like the making of Joanne, the halftime show prep, like that era of Lady Gaga. And you get a much like more stripped down version of her. She's just like walking around, you know, without any makeup on and her underwear, um, talking to the cameras. She's pretty um, raw, I feel like, mm-hmm. in the documentary. Unlike a Taylor Swift documentary <laughs> where you just can't help yourself, <laughs> where you sort of get the sense that like PR has has like vetted all of this to an insane degree the lady gaga documentary she's like going off about madonna and how she doesn't like madonna on it like there's just all kinds of sort of random um asides that you're like huh 
Why, <laughs> like, like maybe someone like, should have filtered her. <laughs> well, you're like, I'm not sure this is like helping your image really. Mm. Um, like it sort of explains who she is in a really good way. Like I think you watch it and you get a really good picture of like who Lady Gaga is as a person, but it's not making you necessarily like who that person is or, <laughs> or you know, it, there's certain points where you're like, this person would I think be annoying to be around, but she still is very talented. <laughs> That's interesting. Cause I only saw like sound fights. I never watched the full thing. So I saw like her talking about like, you know, her, her personal life or, you know, traumas and all of that. And I always appreciate that. I was like, oh, wow. Like way to be honest, way to own that. But that's interesting that you walked away feeling like, hmm, I actually don't know if I like you anymore. <laughs> well, as a, well, I don't know if I'd want to hang out with you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love Lady Gaga and yeah. I think she's an incredible person. I do not necessarily think that she's someone who I would want to be friends with because <laughs> yeah. she seems very intense and sort yeah. of like otherworldly. But, um, but yeah, the documentary was not like, a, and see, Lady Gaga's relatable. She's just like one yeah. of us. She's just like our friend. It's like, no, this is a very odd individual who is like done <laughs> a lot and has a lot going for her, but like is also strange. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like a big deal. I, I feel like it had come, there'd been a few like pop star docs at that point. And I don't remember people like dying to see this one, but is that a misconception well, on my it end? It came out on Netflix and the other thing is it really wasn't tied to anything. Yeah. Um, like she released the song The Cure that came out with the documentary. And that's a really good Lady Gaga song that's not on any of her albums. But this was like after the halftime show, after all of that. It was before we get into this A Star is Born stuff the next year. So it's like I don't know why. It's just sort of random. Like all of this stuff are like big things. And when you put them all together, you're like, oh my gosh, wow, she was doing a lot in this period between Art Pop and Joanne. But ultimately, they're just like sort of all odd one-off things. She did Coachella at one point in this time period, um, headlined that. But she was, I think the year before Beyonce. Um, It might've even been a situation where Beyonce got pregnant and Lady Gaga was the one who stepped Mm. in and filled in for her. That Um, sounds familiar, vaguely. Because someone did that for her. And I think it was Lady Gaga. I can't remember. Lady Gaga might've been the year after her, but no, I think she was the year before. Um, So yeah. Anyways, then we get to A Star is Born, which we (laughs) covered on the podcast. We're now into podcast space. Oh my gosh. That's wild to me. I'm literally like just... Well, I can't believe we're about to hit 2022, but that is so weird. Um, okay, A Star is Born, yes. Uh, has it aged well? No, I don't think so. I don't think anyone cares about that movie anymore, and I feel validated by that. I don't think that movie's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think that she is good in it, but only like she I think only okay the first half is good. It. She <laughs> is just fine. <laughs> But I think what has aged well is the music. I think the music in it is really good. Mm. And I've listened to that album a number of times. What and is also it? The sh- it's um, Shallow? Don't look at me with your butt in those pants. What's her song? Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> How okay, dare so you look song's... at me like that? <laughs> so that song's not the best. But, but hair, body, it? face is so good. Tell me. Uh, I can't remember. Look, How look can around. you look at me like... How can you... Kidding in the room. 
walking yeah. around with an ass what? like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ass like that. I don't know. <laughs> this is rough. This is. Uh. What was her but name? Allie. Oh yeah. Always Alec remember Baldwin. this way is such a good song. Mm. Um. Yeah. No, it's fine. I still remember the dog. I think the dog was still the best part of that movie. Beautiful oh, dog. I even remember there being oh, a dog. So in beautiful. Movie, it was so. Bradley Cooper's real dog as a golden doodle. It was so sweet. So beautiful. He. Um, you know, uh, unalived himself in front of it. And that was just rude. Oh, yes. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, her performance. I think that movie's hard to really judge the acting because it felt like, it, oh, we don't have to get into it, but it just is so like, she was so secondary to a movie that was meant to be about her. And so it was hard to really like let her shine. I felt like, sure, she knew how to cry on cue. And yeah, she looked embarrassed on the Grammy stage. But, I didn't like walk away being wowed by that. And I think it was interesting the way people talked about her getting the uh, Oscar nomination and how she deserved maybe this surprise win, Um, which didn't happen, but she did get it for the song. So congrats to her and Bradley Cooper's smolder on that stage. Um, I think because we're so used to people who are, not movie actors like trying to be movie actors and not being good that the fact that lady gaga is in this movie and like you're like oh sh- like she she at least fits in with the rest of these people even if you're not like oh she should get the oscar for it you're like she's good enough that you feel like she is a movie star and is not a singer trying to pass off as a movie star okay sure she's better than glitter and she's better than britney spears Oh, yeah, Crossroads. Crossroads. (laughs) But. So I'll give her that. And I think she was good enough to get a nomination. Did I think she should win? No, I'm glad that she didn't. But I think that she proved herself to be like an impressive actress who can do that, at least for that role. Um, And I think everyone was like, well, she's also playing a musician. Like, there's a lot of singing in this movie. We'll see if she can actually pull it off a second time, which we'll get to when we talk about (laughs) House of Gucci. But it was an interesting period. Also, because she did all of the music for that film, it was basically another Lady Gaga album. And we're just sitting here (laughs) like, okay, we want another dance Lady Gaga. And instead we've got Cheek to Cheek and Joanne. And now a star is born. I'm like... Is are we ever going to get another pop Lady Gaga album? Like I was just desperate for it. Yeah, and <laughs> and then in the midst of the pandemic, <laughs> like a gift from above, Chromatica drops, <laughs> and oh my gosh, was I elated! It started with "Stupid Love" is the opening single, which was my number one song last year. I was so obsessed with it; I listened to it a million times, and then the whole album came, and it was just like. Everything I needed and more. So good. Rain on Me was a number one hit. Fun Tonight, Free Woman, 911, like just so many good songs. And then she released the Chromatica remix album this year, which was also really good, if you ask me. Is that um, just according to you, or did critics agree? I don't think critics loved the remix album, but, but did I they did. like the original? I think they did. Yeah. Okay. Because I only know the two singles she did. Um, because she did rain on me that's from that right yes okay and then the stupid love which is a good song yes. they're they are good songs i just didn't revisit the whole album but i've never been like a good whole album listener unless 
your name is Taylor Swift, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not always a whole album listener either. But this was very good, and I listened to it a lot during the pandemic. This is also when she did the chromatic Oreos. Um, <laughs> of course, uh, uh, I'm glad uh, you uh, brought that up, Matt. I was hoping we would talk about her Oreos. <laughs> a bizarre choice. I'm still so confused. Like, did Oreo reach out to her? Did she reach out to Oreo? Like, how did this collaboration happen? Is she friends with someone who works at Nabisco? What was the situation? <laughs> That's a good question. You know, you should send that in next time she's on Jimmy Fallon or something. They might ask her. Um, <laughs> really important stuff. And now we have two very weird, very funny, like just classic Lady Gaga stories that have happened in the last year. The first is that she performed at the inauguration for Biden, which she did a lovely job of. But then she was talking in interviews later about how she wanted to be a, uh, about how if she wasn't a musician, she would have been a combat reporter and how <laughs> she was like basically trying to do detective work in the Capitol building because oh, yeah. uh, the insurrection had been the previous week. And she was like doing investigations while she was warming up. I was like, what the F? Like Lady Gaga is so weird. I love her so much, but she's so bizarre. And then the second thing was where her her dog walker got shot, and they kidnapped her dogs. And then she offered a five hundred thousand dollar reward for the returning of the dogs. And oh my god, like just so again, two two wild Lady Gaga stories. And I think we talked about both of those on previous episodes. But you know what's interesting about Lady Gaga is that. I was trying to like think of any other star like this, but her personal relationships never really factor into her music or persona. Like, yes, we knew about them and her various engagements, but isn't it weird that we never obsess over her partners like we have with probably every other pop star in the history of humanity? Well, I was thinking about this because if you go to Lady Gaga's wikipedia page there's not even a personal life entry which i was like this is strange um (laughs) but i think one she never dates other famous people they're always randoms and honest and actually there's a very very funny piece in the new york times which maybe i sent you or talked about at some point on the podcast so this woman who i know whose name is Lindsay kraus she works for the new york times she is a runner as well and so she does a lot of like opinion pieces sort of on like running and sports they're really good I feel like you would love her. Mm -hmm. Um, But she, her ex-boyfriend, like long-term ex-boyfriend started dating Lady Gaga at one point. They might, it might still, they might still be dating. So she wrote this piece that was like, like, my ex-boyfriend is dating Lady Gaga. Like, like, what do I do with that information? Um, Which was so funny and fascinating. But I think because she doesn't date famous people, no one is like, prying around for that information and then also she seems like a decently private person in some ways so i don't think she likes to talk about that and she doesn't really put it into her music very much in a way that's um that's like treasure hunty like i mean she's writing stupid love but there's really nothing in stupid love that you can be like ah like who is this about right um yeah, I don't know. I think that she just kind of keeps those things separate in a way that somebody like Justin Timberlake with a <laughs> Britney Spears a double in her music video or Taylor of. Swift with all of these, yeah, you know, like f- very famous A-list boyfriends like can't quite do. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember 
She dated one actor who I knew from some weird TV show, but other than that, yeah, they've been sort of like nobody bodyguards. Yeah, I can't even tell you who they were. <laughs> Interesting. She unlocked the secret. Um, I love a good relationship story, and I don't know a single one of hers. Well, I mean, it's like Emma Stone or like Emma Watson. I feel like some of these other people who just date well, like Emma nobody's. Stone had Andrew Garfield, and I know I a guess lot about true. that. <laughs> but like, who she date now? She's dating some like comedy yeah, writers. Yeah. Like Jennifer Lawrence's husband, I think, is also Cook Maroney. <laughs> some random person, like yeah. They love a they love a rando. Where Taylor Swift is like, no, I will I will literally only be dating well, people I mean, who are in the public rando. <laughs> he is, but but even he is like in a bunch. Yeah, he yeah. isn't like and he's, he's trying. Bless person. his heart. <laughs> who was at the Met Gala? Like, <gasps> yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. How yeah. did he get an invite to that? He was in that movie, Billy. Billy's long halftime yeah, show. Yeah, but walk. whose table was he? Like, I think the designer, the director, or something. Like he was a plus one. I don't even think he got like featured on Getty Images. You know what I mean? I don't. I do people get plus ones to the Met Gala? Well, they get dates. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Interesting. Some of them, at least. I mean, wasn't um, Kim Kardashian's first visit just as a plus one? And that was like a sore spot for her. And then she finally got her own invite from Oh, maybe. Anna, Anna Winter. Hmm. Um, anyways. The Wait, Grammy does Lady nominee- Gaga do the Met Gala? I'm trying to remember a look from it. Yes. Yes. Okay. She did. Um, I think she was the host for the camp year where she came. Oh, with yeah. The giant yeah. Of pink course, thing. Of course. And then she pulled it off. And then she had the telephone. Iconic. Um, I don't know if she was at. I feel like she had to have been at the Catholic one. But. I can't remember what she wore. Yeah. That feels like she very on brand. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, this year Lady Gaga released a new album with Tony Bennett that I did not realize was even a thing until the <laughs> Grammy nominations came out. And I'm like a Lady Gaga fan. So I was like, I don't like where Spotify has this was been? like, yeah, we're not going to recommend this. <laughs> But then it got way, it got like more nominations than most of her other albums have. So I am so confused <laughs> as to what the Grammys are doing. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I can't even speak to it because I feel like I'm, I'm not on that Venn diagram of Lady Gaga fans or Tony Bennett fans or whatever kind of music they're recording fans. So it's just totally off my radar, but happy for them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tony Bennett's dying, so I think that's the yeah. main reason, but <laughs> yes. Callous, callous but true. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess, have you listened to any of it, or you just have acknowledged that you didn't get notified? I listened it? to the song that got nominated for a bunch of stuff today mm-hmm. and was like, okay, it's a jazz song. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> like, well, that's... That's what they advertised. So, like Joanne has grown on me over the years, and like some of her other songs that I didn't like initially. But I've listened to Cheek the Cheek a couple of times, and I'm like, yeah, this just is like this is just never going to be my I know energy. It's just like so, that's what's so strange because it's like, wait, how? I mean, again, uh, you know, people can like multiple different things, but it's weird coming from Lady Gaga. It's like if you had asked me to predict like what genre Lady Gaga would wet her toes with, it, I would never have gone to jazz ever like at all. But also she does have some like speechless off her first album. 
And she has sort of like a jazz version of Poker Face that's really good that she's played before. Obviously, she plays the piano. She's a really good singer. I think she grew up sort of singing in some jazz clubs in New York. If you go to them, they'll have pictures of her on the wall (laughs) that like that's her that's sort of like a passion of hers, sort of like yeah. a side hustle. So it's not that surprising. I'm just like, eh, I'm not that interested. When she <laughs> did her Vegas residency, she had two different shows. One was like a jazz show and one was like a greatest hits and she would sort of alternate them back and forth. And I was like, who is going to the jazz show? Like those tickets have to be way cheaper than the pop show. Imagine accidentally buying the wrong night. Yes, you're like, ah, like can't wait to see applause. And she's like, cheeks to cheeks, <laughs> dancing give it up for tony <laughs> uh, yeah well do we get to finally talk about um house of gucci father son and house of <laughs> gucci you yes. were really excited about this you were you were very excited about this and is that because of the sort of love hate it was getting is it because you saw the trailer and thought yes this is my brand is it because you thought it'd be good like what was your motivation behind being so excited for this film well i love lady gaga obviously mm-hmm. and i think part of my issue with a star is born is that it seemed so serious and <laughs> earnest and like all of these people were like wow this is gonna be an oscar film and like we are just like the greatest and i think ultimately lady gaga's some of her stuff in that was like ended up being more goofy. So I kind of came around to liking it more in like the memification of it and the music. But House of Gucci seemed like a wild ride from the jump. Like mm. nothing about this seems, I mean, it's serious, but it feels very campy. Like the casting, the costumes, like everybody in this movie is an over the top sort of personality. The trailer looked insane. Like the fact that Lady Gaga says father, son, and house of gucci is just like wild the costumes are incredible it just the story is bizarre the whole thing just seemed in like very mesmerizing to me in a way that i wasn't necessarily sure if it would be good or if it would do well at the oscars i mean that remains to be seen (laughs) but that it would be at least like a crazy wild ride to watch and that Lady Gaga would be doing the most (laughs) and then going to see it. That is 100% what is happening and she is doing the most. And so I think that she is doing a really good job in the movie. I think she's a lot of fun to watch. Everybody else is in the second half. The movie's long. It's two and a half hours. And the second half, there's not nearly enough Lady Gaga. They sort of push her out of the family business. And then you're stuck watching all of the men sort of figure things out, which I think is the least exciting part of the whole film. But Lady Gaga, I think, is good. And I think if they if she gets an Oscar nomination, that is well-deserved. I don't think she no, should be No, it is not well-deserved. No, she is so good. She is, she is so, so good. good. So good. Are you joking? Are you no. kidding? Have you been on, like, <laughs> have you read reviews of this movie? Everyone's like, Lady Gaga is incredible. She's mesmerizing. Okay, there's a difference between mesmerizing and incredible. There's a difference between watchable and good. Okay, like, that's the thing that bothered me about this movie is, like, I had seen all the hype being, like, LOL, this is so bad, it's good. This is camp. This is so exciting. This is so fun. It was not fun. I did not find this movie fun. It was too long. Everyone thought they were in a different movie. The movie didn't know what it wanted to be. The storyline was, like, really just like dragged out in weird places and so there was no like 
theme. There was no like through line. It was just like a mess of weird, boring historical details. And it just never, it never took off for me. It just felt like there were these like, maybe this is it. And then it would just fizzle. And it was just a, it was so dull to me. Well, I don't necessarily disagree with you on that front. I, like, <laughs> do I think this should be a Best Picture nominee? Like, uh, probably not. But I think the Oscar history is riddled with good performances and bad movies oh, that get nominated for things. Definitely. But my additional think- point is that she was not. <laughs> she was not just because you're the, the most way- watchable character in a film does not mean you're a good performer. In but the like film. the things that she is doing, like the way that she, the way that she's so like kind of awkward, but like uh, forceful early on in the movie, and then how that sort of shifts as you go along, you get the sense that this is a very like strange person with some weird personality ticks that stumbles into this situation and then gets in over her head and can't figure out how to maneuver it. Like I, I don't think that's intentional. I think that's Lady Gaga's own awkwardness coming through. I don't think it's I, like scripted. I don't I think don't it's a think performance so. because it's very different from what she's doing in a star is born. Um, well, like, Star is I, Born is her trying. This was just her being like, oh, I'm Italian. <laughs> I can do this in my sleep. The accents are all insane. <laughs> and I don't know, like, why they're necessarily doing them. I think it does sort of undercut anything that's happening in the movie that would be serious just because these voices that everyone is doing are so insane and, like, not all exactly the same. But... I really did think that she did a good job. Like though, especially in the first half of the movie, which is the half that she is in. I think she's just like, I don't think it's an accident. I don't think it's a mistake. I think she knows what she's doing. And I think she builds the arc of her character in the characters, like actions and mannerisms and speaking very well. Uh, It just kind of felt like an SNL skit that, like didn't know when to end i don't know well the movie yes because the jared leto parts of it were bonkers al pacino was like at a hundred the scene (laughs) where he has to sign those papers i was like wow never has a person signed something with more ferocity (laughs) than he does but but they that's that's what was weird about the movie it's like i didn't know who they wanted me to care about and the al pacino was the only one that i like cared about and I I didn't like him, but I was interested in his arc a little bit more than everyone else because his made sense, um, where he felt robbed of something, even though he was misab- he was even though he was abusing that thing all along, and not understanding what it could be either. But Lady Gaga, I think I couldn't enjoy her performance because it felt like she didn't she didn't feel like a real a real person, a real character. Like it just felt kind of like oh, and the scene you're happy and now suddenly you're a murderous like winch. Like it just, I didn't catch the moment where that flipped that you seem to identify because to me it felt well, so, it felt so illogical I, and sudden. Like, I think that the writing was not good. And yeah. I think that that, like the, when she switches into that, like, and now I'm going to hire a hitman to <laughs> kill my husband. Like where is the motivation for that? I don't know. <laughs> And I think that that is the weakness of the movie is that they should have spent more of the second half focused on her and her like sort of unraveling and less on the family business and sort of like, we hired Tom Ford and we did blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't, we didn't need that. (laughs) But I think that the first 
half of her arc all makes sort of sense. Like her from meeting him and sort of like realizing he's a Gucci and trying to like get in there to her being kicked out of the family for like being too overbearing, I think all works for her character. Mm. The stuff after that, I think doesn't really work, but that's because of the script, not because of her acting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just... (laughs) We could have done a whole episode about it because we can't even get into the Adam Driver and Jared Leto. And Ridley Scott, honestly, just all of his... Just, no. You know, if you're putting a man in a fat suit, it should be because that man looked like he was fat not because Jared Leto decided that oh well I want to be this like over the top Italian trope of a I don't even know what he was going for and it's like if anyone in this film gets nominated for anything I'll just be like why it's going to happen (laughs) I think that Lady Gaga is going to be nominated Uh... let me look on Derby and see what the situation is with um with the best actress race, but I feel like she is at the top of the lineup for the most. Uh, part. Yeah. I wish, I wish I'd liked it more. I wish it had been more fun because honestly, a lot of critics that are like funny tongue in cheek, like I thought their reviews of it made it seem funny tongue in cheek. And I don't think it was intentional on really Scott's part. I think it was just a hot mess. People were excited to witness, but it was not fun for me. It was not an enjoyable film. And yeah, I mean, maybe I should have given Lady Gaga more of a chance and not judged her off of the situation, but it didn't, I've watched bad movies where I thought, wow, that person was good. And this was not one of those. She's definitely in the conversation. I'm looking at the list of people that they have. I mean, I don't doubt it. Stewart and Spencer, Nicole Kidman and being the Ricardos, which I watched Mm. yesterday and was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter, which I haven't seen, Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers, and then Lady Gaga. Those are like the six people. So she could, she will at least like be getting some nominations, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, wow, what a lineup. <laughs> Oscar's so white. Um, uh, well, that's exciting. I, I'm sure she'd be thrilled to be nominated and to, to get a win that, um, you know, because it she seems like this is winning. what she wants to do. This is what she, would you argue that that's Lady Gaga's future is that she wants to act? I think that she wants to continue doing what she's doing now, I think, mm. where she releases music, but sort of like whatever she feels like. Is it a pop mu- album? Is it a whatever? I think she wants to be in movies, but not necessarily like all movies, just like random sort of projects that come up. I think she wants to do, you know, like the Super Bowl or sing an inauguration. Like, I think that she just wants to kind of pick the projects that come to her and not be tied down in any sort of strict like, okay album tour whatever format i think she's a lot like beyonce and the beyonce (laughs) in the past couple years has also been doing the same type of thing where it's like she hasn't had an album but she like releases an album with jay-z she does um homecoming she does the lion king visual album she can sort of like she does the ivy park clothing line like sort of whatever she feels like and i'm sure she'll go back and release another album at some point and she'll probably be in another movie at some point but it's like she's not in a hurry where i feel like some artists are much more on like a timeline of like okay i gotta do this and then i gotta do this and then i gotta do this other thing right do you think it'll work out for her do you think her audience will follow her through those winding roads 
I mean, I think so. If the if her audience has followed her this far, I think they'll f- keep following her. Um, especially, yeah. Especially, I think the people who you know are uh, uh, like what she's doing. Um, yeah. You know, and and there's lots of different avenues. So it's like, will her fans? I mean, she obviously has some fans who are in for every single thing. I'm not one of those. You know, like I'm not listening to this new Tony Bennett album. <laughs> I'm not going to go to the Tony Bennett concert, but. I will go see her in movies. I will listen to her pop album. And I'm sure that there's people who love her and her jazz stuff who aren't (laughs) going and, you know, listening to Chromatica. So maybe this like diversifying is good for her, even if it does sort of like give her with an uneven audience. Yeah. So what do you, what do you hope she does next? You know, we're living in the era of remakes. Is there something that you think Lady Gaga is meant to play? (laughs) In a film? Yeah. I don't know why this just came to me off the top of my head. And I don't know if she would be any good in like a comedy setting, but I feel like she would be interesting in something like a First Wives Club Mm. where you have like several kind of lead characters and she is one of them and and I feel like would be a very specific vibe that then Mm, the other people mm -hmm. could kind of work off of. Mm. Um. Comedies are so hit and miss that it's hard to <laughs> kind of see that. But I think that, yeah, that would be kind of interesting. Mostly I just want another pop album. Like, give me <laughs> Chromatica 2, please. Okay, well, do you think her next best bet is to do um, voice work, you know, following the Beyonce train? Is she going to do Disney's live action Finding Nemo? <laughs> I don't think she's... <laughs> I don't know. I honestly think that the thing with with Beyonce and Lion King is that they told her that she could... I think she was very interested in the prospect of creating an album that included a lot of African, um, you know, singers Mm -hmm. and musicians and doing music videos and stuff that were very in touch with that aspect of her culture. I think that the fact that she had to voice Nala was like low on the reasons why she wanted to do that right. project. That's fair. Um, so I don't know. Like if they came to Lady Gaga and were like, "You can, do you want to voice someone in Finding Nemo? I feel like she'd say no. But if they were like, <laughs> okay, we're going to give you all of this Disney money and you get to do like some kind of LGBT, like something, something that maybe she would be like, yeah, sure. I'll get into that. But I don't think Disney's going to give her a lot of money to do something that involves the LGBT community. So, mm. well, you know, they could do a spinoff of that couple in Star Wars. You never know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or they could make Luca gayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, she could. Was that set in Italy? I think it was. Maybe she, that's that's her best mm, bet is that they do a Luca yeah. too, and she can do some kind of like visual album for, about like gay Italian boys. But she grew up in New York. Well, that's true. But she played. She, an Italian she needs in a House New York Italian. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. You know, I show up for Lady Gaga even as a non-real. You know, I can't call myself a monster, um, at least in this sense. And so I, <laughs> I feel like I still in am interested, sense, yeah. <laughs> interested in, you know, watching her act, watching her mm, try different things. And I think it's like, it's hard not to respect her for what she's done and the kind of things she's 
pulled off, especially when, you know, pop music can tend to be cookie cutter and you have Britney Spears leading to, I don't know, the the pipeline can start to look pretty familiar. Um, All your stars today all sort of, you know, fit the same mold. And she managed to kind of carve out her own weird little space. And I think that's always going to be the fascinating part of her is just that whether or not she revisits it in the same sort of exaggerated way, that will always be like a blip of importance in pop culture history. And I think that's that's interesting that she managed to pull that off and then also move past it. Well, also, she's just incredibly talented. Yeah. So... I think that she just continues to prove herself as being able to do all of these things, which really opens the door to so many possibilities for her because it's like she could be in a movie musical. Like she has not done Broadway yet, but I am just waiting for that to happen because I feel like she would be such a natural there in some kind of musical capacity. Um, Maybe she'll write Waitress, but it'll be about her experience in New York as an Italian. <laughs> there as could be a hundred people girl. in the room. Yeah. Yes. No, well, 99 I don't know if she'd of them be good tip. writing a musical. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that she'd be good in a musical, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I'd, like, I could I'd see, see her doing like, like playing Fantine and Les Mis or something. Like, what? I think she'd do something more interesting <laughs> than that. You can't see her showing up on Broadway to do that in like a revival and getting a Tony. No. I honestly I can't but you're the you're the Gaga believer and I you don't think that she could do the Anne Hathaway role on Broadway I think Lady Gaga's strength and weakness is that she is herself completely and it's really hard for me to see past that like I just that's the problem I had with House of Gucci where it didn't feel like a character didn't feel like a acting performance it felt like a I don't know it it, it was hard for me to separate Lady Gaga from the role and I think it's because so much about her is this this physicality that she brings to her music to her performances and now to her acting where it's just it's so uniquely her that I can't imagine her being able to dial that back in an, in a believable way to play a peasant in the streets of Paris in the 1800s like I just uh, yeah I struggle to imagine that <laughs> but see that's why I think she'd be better almost on stage because you're not dialing it back like you have to be giving so much because and it is so much physicality because you're on the stage and the people are looking at you from a distance it's like I think if she can whatever she's giving on screen I feel like would translate better (laughs) to a room full of people that can't really see you that well you know I could see her doing uh Mamma Mia maybe in a few years you know um I can see her I think you have a poor thing, judge on what Lady Gaga likes. I think she's very earnest and very, like, th- theater kid in some ways. Where I, I don't know that she would want to do something as, like, jokey as... I understand uh, she might not want to. <laughs> she's a very serious person, I think. And well, that's my and point, I is her idea her of serious like, is, oh my gosh, I ad-libbed the line, my father, the son, and the whole, the house of Gucci. Like, I ad-libbed that because that's just what my character... That's the level of earnestness. That doesn't translate to, I know how to inhibit... in 
inhabit this character and lose myself in this role so that you're not distracted by my presence, but you're swept into the story that I'm trying to tell. Like, I don't, I don't, I think her earnestness becomes a problem in her performance sometimes. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of Broadway shows that that earnestness would work out. Okay, well, for. it's not freaking Fontaine. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Like when uh, she, she can be in Wicked. Tony, I don't know. Sure. See, I think Wicked. I think she'd be better at one of these like <laughs> slow, serious drama musicals. Like I think she'd be better in like West Side Story she, than she. Would okay. Be in what, about that's, what about like, this? What about this? What about this? What about Frozen? Um, she can no. play. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> she not. Can play. It's serious. Um, I can just see her on the press tour of being like, my grandmother and I <laughs> used to watch Les Mis every day. Like, this is the greatest. Just because my she life. would like to do it doesn't mean peasant. she would be good at it. That's all I'm she saying. I'm saying right now she will win a Tony <laughs> in her lifetime. And she will yeah. also win an Emmy and she will eat She that. is going to play in the revival of Prom. And she will be... <laughs> Nicole Kidman's character. Uh, no, she can be Meryl Streep's character. It's a little more serious, a little bit more to chew on. Sure. <laughs> I think she's she's too good for that role, but whatever. Okay, this is enough. I can't let you get me riled up anymore on your <laughs> Lady Gaga hatred. It's not um, a hate train. It's a we all have strengths and weaknesses train. And uh, I just don't. Yeah, I but, mean, the Fontaine but, thing is the one that really set me off. So... Uh, Maybe if you picked another one, I wouldn't have gone off on this. But I didn't realize you were such a Fontaine stan. I mean, (laughs) I just cannot picture Lady Gaga pulling that off in any in any believable way. I I would love to see her try. I really would. That the instant that that cast is announced, I'm flying to New York. We're gonna go see it together. It'll be a moment. You'll be crying when she <laughs> yeah. just delivers it so well. I can see her with like soot on her face crawling around on the floor. No, but that's my point is then you'd be watching Lady Gaga crawl around with soot on her face trying so hard to channel something that shouldn't be this hard to channel. But she's just like desperate to, she only knows how to. She only goes uh, at 100. Do, yeah. She only goes at 100 people in the room. And <laughs> oh, Bless her heart. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week. I'm not sure what movies are coming out. Something, I'm sure. I mean, there's Hawkeye coming out on Disney Plus. Oh, <laughs> I've already that, seen right? two episodes of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> just kidding. I I'm sure there's off something. The other four. Yeah. There's always Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I heard it's We're doing not just okay. <laughs> no, no, I d- refuse. We the moment's passed. I will never <laughs> watch that movie unless it gets nominated for some kind of Oscar. <laughs> um. Okay, I gotta go. But this was lovely. Love Happy to talk birthday! About Lady Gaga. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Happy belated. And we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Mm-hmm.